0: So this is the Self-Development with Tactics book. So, this one's going to be about happiness and it's also going to be about morning routines. Since I've actually gone through a bunch of morning routines, or actually two morning routines, to be honest, uh, a while ago. Like, it's been a few days, and I've enjoyed it, and I also think that there might also be some things that are particularly important to some people. But, as always, more after the intro. And I'm pumped. (laughs) I'm pumped for this episode. You know, this episode's gonna be a great episode, even though it is fairly late, and even though I'm just really fucking hungry, and I'm feeling like I'm shouting around like crazy, but I am, I think, not. I at least hope. But yeah, um, if you want to actually listen to this, maybe because you are on a YouTube video and you're just viewing this YouTube video or watching this YouTube video, and you kind of feel like it would actually be nice if you could listen to this as it would be an audiobook. And the good answer is, yeah, you can. You know, Because it is actually a podcast, which means that you can just hop into the description and check out the link. It might even be kind of the first link you can see and whatnot, but but I'm not quite sure. And um, check the link out and this link should lead you to a page where you can choose where to listen to the podcast on. Which might be our podcast, which might be Spotify, which might be Stitcher, which might be Castbox. Like so many different platforms, it's it's amazing, you know. And it's, it's hopefully also going to be there where you are. So it's also in TuneIn, you know, if you cannot find it and whatnot. It's also on TuneIn. But yeah, as I said before, I think in the first place I'm going to talk about happiness and being sad and whatnot. And then afterwards, there's a pretty cool article on uh, Oprah, Steve Jobs, Tony Robbins, and uh, maybe some other people. And their morning morning routines and I think more more or less rituals. So pretty interesting. Maybe I'm also going to choose another one just because I actually don't know if I went through this already. So as you can see now on the left side, here is the uh, article. No, I think I, I haven't gone through this one. And it is a fairly fairly short one as well. So I'm probably going to go through this one. Um, there are some other ones that I could go through that I've just been viewing and whatnot. But yeah, in the first place, I'm really willing to talk about being sad and being happy and not being happy and not being sad essentially as well. And the thing is, I've just been talking to a great friend of mine while I was in the train, while we were driving home. And we were talking about the whole e-boy movement and I gotta have to say that being sad isn't cool and being sad isn't good It, it never is and it never has been even though I really feel like that in those I would say circles and maybe in this culture actually as well being sad and being mad and just taking drugs and and whatnot is cool but it is not it is not cool, especially if it is about sadness. You know, I can un- I can really understand people that take drugs. I can understand it in terms of actually microdosing and just uh, psychedelic experiences, which is also something that Tim Ferriss did, and because he took just LSD and whatnot, but he microdosed it. Like, of course, he just really didn't want to fuck with his life and fuck with his body and mind and whatnot. He microdosed it. And I think it is a pretty cool thing and a pretty good thing since especially those drugs that a lot of people consider being really unhealthy and really bad for you um, as a microdosis are actually pretty good, and they can actually experience or let you experience things just because I'm reading Steve Jobs. I mean, he also did that. You know, he also was taking LSD. And of course, I mean, there is a reason why people do that. you know, of course, you can just then see other things. So by the way, i'm I'm not saying that you should be doing that. I'm just saying that, um, yeah, you know, if it is illegal in your country, please don't do that. And it's probably going to be illegal in your country unless you're in, in Portugal and or or maybe other countries. I'm actually I actually don't know in which countries LSD is legal. And the only one that I can think of is actually Portugal. But yeah, um, the thing is, it actually can help you, and it it definitely also helps just some ill people with Alzheimer's. I think it is actually a pretty um like it's a it's a pretty good treatment for people with Alzheimer's. Um but they're only using it, I think, in Switzerland, which is also kind of a really fucked up thing that people are not using it in other countries as well, even though it helps, and they have shown that it helps, maybe just only because it is a drug or there are some certain side effects that can appear we actually haven't found. You know, might also be one of the reasons. I'm actually really not educated in that space. But being said, it is really not cool, and I really want to push it out, and I really want to put that out since... I I really am often talking about happiness. I really am often talking about just developing yourself and then focusing on being sad and just kind of consciously trying to be sad is really not going to do any good. It's really just going to fuck everything up. I I also can somehow understand that. I I really can. You know, the attention that you're getting through being upset and being mad and whatnot, um, especially also from the other people in the circle, you know, from the other people that are doing things like I'm doing. Because people like us do things like this, which is just an amazing saying. If you think about it, it's about marketing, essentially. But it is also about understanding human beings, and it is also about just communities and culture and tribes and all those things. And it is a saying by Seth Godin. Seth Godin, one of the most amazing people that I've ever discovered in my fucking life. It's just insane. I think he's just one of the most knowledgeable people that I know somehow. Like, if I can actually say that I know him because I don't know him personally, but I know him through the things that he's putting out, you know, because he was showing up for a really long time. And this is, by the way, also something that I'm trying to do. I'm trying to just show up every day, do something every day, put out something every day that might be changing somebody's life. I at least hope, you know, this is kind of what I'm aiming for. But uh, don't try to be sad, you know, and don't just try to make yourself sad by taking drugs, which is actually, I, I wouldn't necessarily say that it is so off from the reality. Um, I really hope that I'm really off, and this is kind of completely a, just, I don't know, an assumption that I'm having, which is really not true. But I don't know, like, just try to not be sad. Try to be happy. Try to do something every single day that makes you happy. And don't post, like, again, just coming back to the whole attention thing. If you're posting like, okay, I'm so sad. Yeah, people are gonna be there probably that are going to be like well i'm also sad and whatnot or they're going to be like well what's going on you know i want to help you there are going to be people there is going to be attention but but i don't know i mean if you're really sad and if you're really struggling with some some mental issues and whatnot i think you should probably get professional help and or just at least try to to solve that So I don't know if these people just like that and I'm just just referring to e-boys and and whatnot just also because the fact is that I didn't even know what it is all about. You know, I've seen the people and I've always wondered like, why is being sad so trendy at this point in time? Like, why? It doesn't make any sense. You know, why would you actually consciously decide to be unhappy? and sad, and mad, and, and whatnot. Like, in my point of view, in my world, it doesn't make any sense. Maybe for some people it does. Maybe for some people it is a way to kind of cope with things that happened in their life. And I can say like, yeah, a lot of things happened also in my life. A lot of things that might not be that great, might not be that easy, maybe to cope with. I don't know, like, different things. Different things can happen and different things are going to be coped with or coped by just different people in a different way. But the main point and the main conclusion that I do just want to point out is that don't try to be sad, try to do something that makes you happy, try to work on your passion, try to just have meaning in life, try to make your life better, because I assume by being sad and being unhappy, it is not a really good life, and it's not going to be a life that's just making you happy, some sort of, in the long term, like, I don't know, taking drugs, of course, is going to make you happy in the the short term, but I just, I don't know, like, I just want to point it out. I don't want to just get it in the world, I guess, to just focus on happiness. Because, uh, I don't know, f- at, at least in my point of view, it's, uh, I don't know, it's just the essential of life, being happy. You know, if you're not happy by whatever you're doing, by the job that you're doing, whatever it might be, like, it's, it's not going to be good. It's, it's never going to be good, neither in the short term nor in the long term. It's always going to be fucked up. It's always going to be shitty if you're not happy because of whatever. I don't know, like of course you're not going to be happy every single moment of every day. But I think you can be happy every single day by just doing the things that you like to do and by just surrounding yourself with people that you also like. Like many different factors and many different things which, uh, yeah, might lead maybe to just various different forms of, of maybe even happiness or just forms how people can be happy or what just makes happiness for some people. But it's going to be something different for everybody, I assume. But yeah, let's actually hop into the whole morning routine thing um, just because it's also very interesting. And hopefully it's also going to just give somebody something to somebody. You know, and I also hope that I'm that I'm able to present it in a way that makes it pleasant, I guess. Um so six morning rituals of Steve Jobs, Tony Robbins, Oprah, and other successful leaders. Discover how to kickstart your day using techniques and strategies from some of the world's most successful people. And this is an article by Brian Adams, founder and CEO from, I think, PH Creative, I assume. And it is at Brian underscore PHC, which uh, probably is standing for PH Creative. 6 a.m., your alarm blinks and screeches and to life. Reluctantly, you stretch out a weary arm and fumble the snooze button into... In- Intermediately. I'm, I'm gonna skip the whole uh, the, the whole introduction part. I don't know if this is actually gonna be something that's particularly important. Um, so the link is going to be down in the description if you wanna check out the whole introduction thing. Please do it, please make it, but I'm going to hop right into Tony Robbins. So Tony Robbins is a master of self-discipline and really understands the psychology of success and also happiness. He makes a strong but valid point. If you don't have 10 spare minutes to work on yourself every morning, then you don't have a life. Yeah, we all have. And the thing is, we all probably just spend at least an hour a day doing something that doesn't actually matter and just really doesn't make any fucking sense. Using a ritual called priming, which is definitely something that I've been talking about just really often on the podcast, Robbins follows a three-part program. The first step is perform three sets of 30 uh, Hapati pranayama briefs. And I'm gonna look that up because I the fuck don't know what this is. I'm looking forward to where this is leading me actually. It's loading. <laughs> I'm probably gonna cut this in a very specific and maybe unpleasant way. I hope I'm not doing that. I hope I'm actually just watching this and also listening to it while I'm cutting it, which is not always the case. Um, its name comes from two Sanskrit words, kapala, which means skull, and bati, which is b- b-h-a-t-i, and this means light. Therefore, it is something referred to as light-skull-breathing or skull brightener breathe. As you practice, you can imagine the linging of your skull being filled with the brightness of enlightenment. So I guess, it is just really deep breaths, you know, really deep breaths that lead t- just to, to feeling lightheaded, I guess. You know, I think this is kind of the essential of Bahabaladi, Pranayama, I don't even know if this is kind of pronounced with rolled R's, but yeah. The second thing is close your eyes and slow your breathing while expressing gratitude for everything you have. And the third one is pray and ask for help, guidance and strength throughout the day. Um, If you don't know, I think just as far as I know, Tony Robbins is a very just religious guy. Um, which is definitely nothing bad, you know, if it helps you and if it serves you it's totally a fine thing If I don't know if you're serving it if this is something that makes sense I don't fucking know then I don't know if this is a good thing But yeah, um, so the first thing is take 30 deep breaths just I think extremely deep breaths um, So three sets of 30 deep breaths then close your eyes and feel the gratitude that you're having and then pray for ask or pray for help guidance and And strength throughout the day. The second one is Tim Ferriss. Tim Ferriss is a great person to emulate simply because he's adapted his own morning ritual after interviewing thousands of successful leaders from all around the world or thousands of successful leaders from all walks of life. First, Ferriss makes his bad. He says it fills him with a small sense of pride and accomplishes something right away which is by the way something that I started right today because I thought like and actually also because of Tim Ferriss you know also because the am very sad, and I've heard it before as well in other, um, I um, well, books as well, articles, other people talking about it. But making your bed as the first thing that you're doing in the morning is something that's uh, pretty cool. Uh, since you actually are accomplishing something, even though it's nothing big. It totally is nothing big, but it is something. It is something, it just starts your... Day the right way, I would say. Fuck yeah. <laughs> so first, Ferris makes his bad. He says it fills him with a small sense of pride and accomplishes something right away. Next, he meditates for 10 to 20 minutes. I highly recommend an app called Headspace, which I've personally used to help guide and track my meditation. Uh, an app that I've also used, and it is amazing. You know, not only can you use it for free, just to some degree, of course. Um, if you want to have the full experience, you have to buy it, and or you have to pay for it. I think I'm not sure if it is a subscription service or if it is a one-time buy thing whatever next um, Ferris does at least 30 seconds of light exercise followed by some strong tea he finishes his routine by journaling for five to ten minutes which helps him push the ball forward and feel better throughout the day um some tips to journaling and or some things that you might be writing about right in the morning after you wake up which is also something that nail, Parashka I think he's called I'm not quite sure the author of the happiness equation he said um, like what what you're grateful for what's like ah, I've, I've been going through it yesterday um, but I'm but, but there it is I'm just I will let go of I am grateful for and I will focus on you might be just talking about these three questions if you're journaling every day right after you've woken up and whatnot you might be doing that or you might also not be doing that. But the third person, the third person is, third person, um, Oprah, Oprah Winfrey. Like Ferris, Oprah Winfrey starts her morning with 20 minutes of meditation, which she says fills her with hope, a sense of contentment and deep joy. Next, she hits the treadmill to get her heart rate pumping. Winfrey swears that at least 15 minutes of exercise improves her productivity and boosts energy levels. Next, Winfrey tunes herself in by going for a walk, listening to music, or preparing a nice meal. Finally, she always concludes her ritual by eating a healthy meal full of complex carbohydrates, fiber, and protein. I think it's actually the first person that was somehow talking about food. Like, of course, like, I think there's no doubt. There's really no doubt that both Tim Ferriss and also Tony Robbins, they're having just excellent meal plans. There is going to be cheating and Tim Ferriss is also talking about cheating or cheat days. And I assume that Tony Robbins has also been talking about cheat days, but I'm not quite sure. You know, it might just be some of the things that he's not covering, but he's covering a lot with all the content he's putting out. It is amazing. And you know, I check out his articles, check out his blog posts. Uh, they are pretty cool. Some of them are just, I think, only in video versions, which is kind of a reason for me to not go through them since you know i'm merely go through articles just for the podcast so that i just have something to just present to just give to the people to just kind of spread but um like yeah if if it is in a video then i'm not gonna go through it um even though i have been doing it and the funny thing is like it actually takes just a full circle once again you know i uh, the first video that i've been reacting to some sort of reacting to you know i assume that i'm gonna get just some clicks just because i'm being like, well, I'm reacting to a video and uh, which actually shouldn't be kind of the reason why you're doing something. Um, now I'm actually trying to focus way more on doing something that helps somebody. I- I'm really, really trying to consciously focus on that, even though, like, of course, I am building something for myself, You know, I'm building something with upsides for myself as well. There's nothing to deny about that, and there's really nothing to kind of be like, well, I'm only doing it for the people. Like, of course, there's also this side, but I understood, and I- a lot of people have been talking about it as well. If you are doing something that consciously is doing something good for somebody else, then it's gonna be way more successful than if you just do something for yourself. And I don't know, like, uh, the f- especially the first part of the video. You know, I have seen, and I, I was really fucked as I was talking to my, to my colleague. Like, I don't know, like, don't be sad. Like, don't go for sadness. I, like, I can understand it on one hand, but on the other hand, it's completely bullshit. But yeah, just please don't be sad. Please don't try to be sad. If you are sad, that's totally fine. We all are. And this is also just an incredibly good thing to have, you know. Those negative feelings, because I'm really often talking about happiness and I kind of not often communicate that those negative feelings are really not bad. They are important because negative feelings show you some things that you wouldn't be seeing without them, you know. By feeling bad, you're probably going to notice, okay, this job isn't going to be the job for me, you know. I'm not willing to do this job for the rest of my life and or some other things. Like, okay, maybe I shouldn't be around those people, Because they make me feel bad. They make me feel sad. They make me feel something that I couldn't name or I cannot name. Which might be the case for you. And I really think that those feelings are incredibly, incredibly important to understand oneself. To just also communicate that. Uh, The next one is Barack Obama. Former President Barack Obama would always start his day in the White House two hours before his first scheduled event. Which often meant rising early before 5 a.m. This allowed him to prioritize exercise and activity he never missed. Surprisingly, Obama doesn't drink coffee. Instead, he opts for green tea and stays hydrated with orange juice and plenty of water. And like it is something that isn't seen quite often. um, That people don't drink coffee. I'm not a coffee drinker. I really never ever drink coffee. Just because I really feel bad afterwards. Like I'm having tummy ache and I feel, I cannot sleep and I just feel bad in general. And it is just nothing for me. And I guess if you just, if you haven't started up to, up to this point, I guess it is also not a pretty good thing to start. Uh, after this morning exercise and breakfast, Obama would stay on top of current affairs by reading the, the New York Times and watching ESPN. Yeah, pretty great. I think information is, is really important, even though news are something that's uh, often very negative and I just tend to st- stay away from negative things. Whatever it might be all about, I'm just really trying to do so. And the last two, and one of them is Jocko Willink. You might know Jocko Willink, he's a former Navy SEAL, and now he's having a company. I just don't remember what it is called, I'm, I'm very sorry, but you might be looking up Jocko Willink. Uh, he's also, also and an best-selling author, um, with great books, uh, great story, great uh, just narratives, great storytelling and whatnot. So he's definitely... Just also very talented, I would say, in that space. So in the whole writing space, not only just as a physical person. Because he is fucking strong. And or he looks strong, even though... not the funny thing is, if you know Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan is actually as high or as tall as I am, quite. Which is pretty interesting. Like, he's fucking buff and he's fucking just a closet, kinda. He looks like a fucking closet and he's just as tall as I am. I don't know, I don't look like a closet now, you know, yet, up to this point. I don't, but (laughs) let's actually talk about uh, Choco Willink. So Choco Willink is a former Navy SEAL commander who lead SEAL Team 3's task unit Bruiser during the height of the Iraq or Iraq war. His morning routine, which you can see him do on Instagram at Choco Willink, starts very early, usually around 4.30 a.m. Willink sets three alarms to make sure he sticks to his routine. Next, Willink heads straight to the gym for a gruel, grueling strength workout which lasts around one hour. He finishes his workout with his 30-minute chalk and jumps in the shower at approximately 6 a.m. to get ready for the day ahead. It is the routine and consistency which he credits to his massive business success in life after the military. I would actually say so, you know, if you kind of stay accountable to whatever you're doing or you just stay disciplined and just do and... If it just are consistent. I guess consistency is kind of the best word to subscribe it. <laughs> without kind of searching for something else that might uh, sound cool. Or something. I don't know. And the sixth and last one is Steve Jobs. The late great Steve Jobs had an incredibly profound yet simple morning routine. Each day he would get up, make his bed, shower and then look him- look himself in the mirror. That's it. Period. Uh, he would lock eyes with himself and ask if today was the last day of my life. Would I be happy with what I am about to do today? If the answer was no, too many days in a row, he knew something needed to change. It's amazing. Like I've been talking about it, especially. I think I've been uploading a video yesterday, which was all about questions, or the day before. I don't know. Like I'm, I'm putting out so much stuff. I don't actually, <laughs> I don't keep track of all the things. Uh, maybe I should. I don't know, but um. Asking yourself questions is just such an amazing thing to do, because you can just really dig down into your habits, into your psychology, into yourself, basically, and you're at least, at my point of view, pretty much able to understand yourself better. You know, of course, you just have to do it consistently, and more than once. But I believe just asking yourself questions is is such an incredibly powerful tool. I would actually call it a tool. It is amazing. It really is. It's cool. But yeah. Um, I think this is going to be the end of the episode, since we went through everything that I wanted to w- to go through. And I've also promised kind of myself to not just talk about so much unnecessary stuff um before and after the episodes, you know, so that I'm not going to just lengthen everything. um Even if it might be interesting to some people, but I'm going to just see that, you know, I'm going to just uh, recognize that, I guess. But I really hope that I've been able to communicate the point that I was willing to make in terms of being sad. Happiness and also about the morning routine things, but those things were just merely because I do just wanted to fill the episode once again uh, with even more information, just because I just wanted to provide once more something. But I really do hope that you're trying to find happiness and that you're not trying to find just sadness and th- P- please don't, please just don't, please try to be happy and just step away from all the people that are trying to make you not happy. Step away, al- step away from all the negative people. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you just have to cut it completely. Like, you don't have to do anything with them. Of course, you can just limit it, the amount of time that you're spending with these people. You know, especially if it is about parents or just uh, other people that are in your family and they're pretty close to you. Um, because then it sometimes gets relatively difficult to just completely cut them out of your life. But please stay here. Ha- please go for happiness. Like, I don't know. I, I really would like to just communicate it in, in, in such a way that people actually kind of do about something about it, I guess. I don't know, like, it would just mean something to me, I guess, if I'm able to change somebody and change some some thoughts of somebody and kind of make somebody realize that that maybe how they're doing something might not be really kind of what they actually want to do, maybe. But yeah, um, this is going to be the end of the episode, I guess. So, I wish the best health, of happiness and also success, and I also hope that you're going to remind yourself when you're going to be remembered, which basically means your legacy, which basically means that you can just be a nice person and then also be remembered as a nice person, which is uh, really good and easy, I guess. Um, Even though we are 7.7 billion people on this planet, not everyone's gonna like you, and some people might even hate you. Just, it is what it is. Three other questions that I hope that you're going to ask yourself are, why are you here? What are you trying to change? And the last one is, what is bothering you the most? These three questions, and especially the first ones, are going to show you your purpose, hopefully. And the last one is gonna just also, just maybe show you a business idea. Since a lot of companies started out with things that really pissed them off. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm gonna see you the next time, hopefully. So please stay subscribed or please subscribe. I would deeply appreciate that. And I, I appreciate every single click that I'm getting. Every single person that is just having a look at one of the, my videos. I really am appreciating that. So thanks a lot. Thanks a lot if you're seeing this. And th- especially thanks a lot if you're just viewing this just up to the end. You know, even if you're just on a podcast or especially also on a podcast and especially also on YouTube, it's, it's just amazing. Like it's, it really, I, I really appreciate that. So thanks a lot and I'll see you the next time, I at least hope.